Boop, boop, ba-doo. This is... <laughs> <laughs> I was not prepared for that. <laughs> I wasn't either. I just thought that we needed intro music, and so I created it. Um, let me like tap on a can and like beep 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 beep. Boom. Hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm Katie. Hi, I'm, I'm Wesley. I have a sexy voice today. Oh, you do. Uh, and this is viewing party. Sounds like a dramatic viewing party. <laughs> it's a sexy viewing party. It's not, no, actually. It's not. <laughs> I will I will tell you why I sound this way. I learned something new this week. Yeah. Fun fact, whispering is worse for your voice than shouting. Oh, I did not know this. <laughs> I spent a large portion of the week working on like facilitating events. In town, and so I was doing some public speaking and a lot of projecting, and on those days, mm-hmm. my voice was fine yeah. the next day, and last night, I did more behind-the-scenes work, and I whispered for hours to people, and now my voice is cracked, and, and I feel congested, and it was just like... That's bizarre. Really? I was, like, shouting to people, and my, like, and I was fine, and now my voice is a little... <laughs> It's a, little, it's, a little, it's a little sexy. It's a little sexy. It might be able to... Who's a good raspy singer I can impersonate? I have no idea. Nobody that I know. <laughs> Personally. You I can't think of anyone. Fantasia from... American <laughs> wow. That's a random pull from... Give them something to talk about. Uh, speaking of something to talk about... <laughs> nice. We're on a podcast. We are. We're talking about stuff. We're talking about uh, something completely different than the last time that we were here. Um, so today, I, I don't know, how do you intro a movie? <laughs> well, we can talk about what happened when we tried to go see this movie. Oh, yeah. Which was we went to the theater that I have free passes to, mm-hmm. and they weren't playing it because there was a technical difficulties, apparently. <laughs> something happened with the screen. Oh, it was looking kind of wonky when I was there the day before, so I get it. But so then we went to a different theater to see this. <laughs> yes, movie. we went to a completely different theater and paid for the movie. <laughs> However, while you were attempting to purchase the tickets at cinema number one, mm-hmm. I was in line to get popcorn, <laughs> and I'd already paid for the popcorn, and yep. you were just like, "We can't see the movie here," and I was like, "I have popcorn already." <laughs> so we took popcorn to go. <laughs> Went so to, I did, we I, didn't take the popcorn into the other theater. That would be weird. I thought about it. I seriously <laughs> considered it because it's so much cheaper at our favorite movie theater. Are we allowed to say names of businesses on here? I mean, I'm sure we can. There's, there's this, three people following us, this, and they would probably be excited that we mentioned them. This podcast is not sponsored by the Gateway Film Center, our personal favorite movie theater. Yes. Uh, slash nonprofit, yeah. slash art gallery, slash... Have we talked about Groundhog Day at all? On this podcast? Um, maybe in the teaser we might have mentioned it and then had PTSD and stopped. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> because part of the reason it's our favorite theater is because we started going there because you made me go with you the one year. I started going there because I went to cosmetology school yeah. across the street. And I had so I went, until I went with you. So. On, on weekends I would yeah. be like, I'm going to go watch a movie by myself and would just go to this cool, nobody knew about it, campus theater. And then I don't remember when I pulled you in but I was just like I forget exactly this theater's fun we should go I like it it's just like good and comfy and they show documentaries and they show show lots of really cool movies that other theaters don't get yeah they bring in like indie films Mm -hmm. they do lots of different uh like film festivals and they have their own viewing parties for shows that are really popular and they always show all of the nominated Oscar shorts Mm -hmm. like it's really cool it's a really great place so I like it and the popcorn is super cheap and delicious yeah and I learned another new thing oh the butter that they put on the popcorn (laughs) I'm so I'm so thrilled and tired because of this is not actually butter it's like canola oil that's flavored I feel like most places probably is which is great because it's dairy free so I can have it Yay! yay So those are my life choices. Yeah, that have bared no significance except that I can actually eat popcorn and enjoy yeah. the movie, <laughs> which is good. I mean, that is good. I'll take it. So I'll take it. Anyway, Groundhog Day. 
which is the most ridiculous thing I do every year. It's February 2nd. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yes, it is. But um, because our theater is super cool, they do a movie marathon that day. And 24 hours straight of, of watching Groundhog Day on repeat 12 times 24 hours. And what do we get for this? For our labor. <laughs> for your labor, you can win a year's worth of free tickets. I don't know if it's winning as much as earning. It's definitely, <laughs> oh, it's earning. You totally earn it. You earn you, it. It's, yeah. There's a song there from the week. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I was going to sing it and I don't know it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> so yeah. So, Across yeah. a couple of years, we've been doing Groundhog Day. Yeah. I, yeah, so we do this every year, and we earn, we earn earn. free movie tickets for a year, and so that's how we go see movies. (laughs) That's how we go see movies. Basically. It's totally, it's absolutely worth it. Yeah. While you're in it, sometimes you question your own sanity. You do, but then at the end. At the end of the day, literally, (laughs) you're like you know what, I don't have to pay for a movie all year unless something happens with the screen and then I gotta go down the street to the other <laughs> end of campus where all the bros go see movies <laughs> instead of, like, art students. <laughs> yep. Um, like we did today. So today we saw... Drum roll, please. <laughs> we saw Table 19. Table 19! Which I didn't know was a movie until three days ago. Oh, so. really? I saw the trailer for it a while back, and I thought, that looks cute. I want to see that movie. Yeah, I didn't know it was a thing until I was trying to see what movies I wanted to see this weekend. Uh, it was directed by Jeffrey Blitz. It was the Duplass brothers, too, right? Weren't they? Didn't I see their names? What have they done? Um, I know that, well, Jeffrey Blitz was the director of The Office from 26 to 2015. So, which is awesome. It makes oh. perfect sense. He was the um, it was the it was the American Office also, so he's done a bunch of different like he also worked on Parks and Recreation in twenty thousand nine, so I know that like I've seen his name around and I knew that I liked kind of his mm-hmm. his little tongue in cheek, very like human interest yeah. kind of things. And I know I was, like, I saw the cast of this movie and was like, what is this? We have to go see it. Because <laughs> the cast is so great. There's so many wonderful people in this movie. Starring every white girl's bestie, Anna Kendrick. She's the best, though. I mean, she's the bestie. It's her and Emma Stone, man. I want them in a movie where they don't fight because I don't, I don't want to be cry. Great. <laughs> because I don't think I can handle the anxiety. <laughs> uh, Lisa Kudrow... Craig Robinson. Stephen Merchant is in this. Like, as a wonderful, awkward person. Merchant. Which is his M.O. Blew me away. (laughs) I did not expect him to actually end up being my favorite character. He was a great character. But he was my favorite character. He was so good. And then the kid, the guy that played Renzo. Resno? Renzo. Yeah. Resno. The young kid. From, um, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Mm, Yes. I have, I, I have a a painting, yes. a portrait of that character actually in my home. You and so do. anytime I see him, uh, yes, anytime I see him in a trailer in a movie, I'm like, oh, I have a portrait of you as the lobby boy in my house. He was house. so good as the lobby boy. <laughs> he like was that movie. wonderful in this movie also. I mean, the cast was really perfect. Who was the lovely older woman? Um, her um, name is June Squibb, which Squibb. I feel like... A sounds like something from Harry Potter, but B it seems very familiar. I'm trying to look at we're looking up what else. Oh, she did um like Nebraska and about Joe Schmidt or sorry Meet Joe Black and about (laughs) Schmidt. Wow, (laughs) those are very different things. About meeting Joe Schmidt (laughs) is when they did a like a crossover into those universes and uh, they. Didn't make it into the Avengers, but, you know, it was a really good try. But she was a lovely actress, too. She was a lovely. She, it was wonderful. So, the premise of this movie is very simple. I'm, what I, what I kept thinking of while it was going on is I was like, okay, so this is grown-up breakfast club at a wedding. Seriously? Because I just read a review where somebody used that. Yeah. In, like, a really, like, put-down way. Oh, no. But it was cute. It's. 
basically you've got like your ragtag group of people who are all at this event for their just their specific different reasons mm-hmm. that all end up having to spend the day together. Yes. So they all are at a wedding. And if you've ever been to a wedding, you know that sometimes you sit at a table and sometimes you don't know people at your table. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're at the last table. <laughs> so it's essentially the group of people who, if you go to a wedding where there's assigned seating, you know, people usually yeah. <laughs> try to like bundle all the people that they know yeah. or they have something in common. And then sometimes there's like the spare table right, where right. they don't know where to put people. Yeah. And so this group of how many, how many characters? One, two, uh, there's like six. Six so of them. Six, yeah. There's six of them all together and they end up at table 19, which is like the last table, the table well, in the back, the, the randos. One, the <laughs> one that she said that the mother of the bride described it as the table of the people who should have known to send regrets after they sent something nice off the registry. Oh my God. (laughs) Which is so brutal. Yes. So I have a question. I have two questions for you. One is, have you ever been at this table at a wedding? Sort of. I went to a friend's wedding where they put um, all of the, like, friends from college who didn't have significant others or, like, didn't know, like, from different friend groups that, like, yeah. the, the spare people. Yeah. But they were all called the same age bracket. Yeah. But what was really nice was they put all the, like, same coloring pages and crayons as they did at the kids' <laughs> table at, like, the awkward, like, 20-somethings table. And we were very grateful <laughs> and all colored on the coloring sheets. We are like, thank you, I have something to do instead of talking to people. <laughs> what was your experience though it was fine like I didn't like chatted a little bit and colored and that was that was cool it was fine was there dancing was there like anything like an activity at all other than coloring books or um I think like there probably was dancing but I wasn't I'm not a dancing person so <laughs> newsflash Wesley doesn't dance <laughs> <laughs> nope so I've always wondered. It's a nice I, wedding, so. Yeah. I have had that experience, which was a very interesting moment to be there. So for the um, ceremony, there were no assigned seats. And then for the tables, there was assigned seating. And I was at table, like, 27. Well, I think I may <laughs> actually have been at table 19. I'm going to check my Instagram. <laughs> that would have been Keep amazing. talking. I'm going to so talk So I'll tell you the story. <laughs> Like do a little, it's research, Wesley. It's research. Yes, that's what it is. Sorry. <laughs> so I was at table uh, 25 or 27 or something like that. And, and it would have, like, it, it was this very interesting moment of looking over and seeing all of my friends were at these other tables. Oh, yeah. And yet I was here at, like, the spare table and... I was the MC for the wedding. Oh, awkward. <laughs> so I was running the show and essentially acting as, you know, um, reception coordinator is yeah. really what I did. I kept the whole thing moving and I was in contact with all the photographers and the caterers. Like they knew who I was and to yeah. contact me about anything. And I kept like, I was the person like timing and queuing up music and, that's what I was doing. And so there was this moment where I thought, I guess it makes sense to put me at sort of the spare table. Yeah, maybe Since like, I'm going to be up and working a lot. Yeah. However, I also brought a date. Oh. So then my date sat at the table uh, of people that I don't know and he doesn't know. And yeah. they don't really know anyone else either. And I, it was, it turned out to be really, really lovely because I was running around doing my thing and I was totally in my zone. Like me with a microphone is just a good, comfortable spot for me in front of people. <laughs> and when I checked back in on my date, I was like, are you okay? Does this feel awkward? And he was just like, no, I made friends with so-and-so and this is what they do <laughs> for a living. And he like totally buddied up and made like, like palaces of the people at the, <laughs> at the spare table. And it was actually a really lovely experience. And so it was, honestly, if I hadn't had that experience, I might have sat at this movie and said, like, this could never happen. Like, there's no way that you could actually befriend strangers that quickly. Yeah. And then I was like, actually, I I have. (laughs) Yep, that's funny. Um, But then, like, upon upon even further, um, like, thinking about it, since 
I am a hairstylist and I end up doing hair for so many weddings. Mm. I often get like invited to the reception as well and all of those things. And so I'm usually, I realize if I'm working, I tend to be put at like a back table, just like a back table, which is an interesting moment because then I'm, you know, they're like, how do you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, I do their hair. So I'm really not in their life other than every six to eight weeks yeah. <laughs> when they meet. And I'm like, and we exchange goods and services and money. <laughs> and like, I'm really yeah. like, I'm sort of like hired to be in this person's life. <laughs> and it's a really interesting thing to then like sit with their aunts and uncles or distant cousins or something. Or I don't like, I've never had bumped into anything weird. Like I'm the family cremator. Like, oh, cool. oh. wow. <laughs> I don't know that there is like, one of those. <laughs> But I would not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, so I've never had that kind of bump in. But it is a really interesting moment. And I think that this movie pulls a lot of that self-doubt that can show up when, you, when you're when you figuring out which table you sit mm-hmm. at. And you're trying to figure out, like, it kind of, you're like, okay, what is my status in this person's yeah, life? Yeah, According to the number that yeah. your table says. Which is such a bizarre rating yeah, system. It's so weird. It's super weird and fascinating. And I think that they did a nice, like, they were very blunt about it. Yeah. But, like, this is how table stuff sets up. And I also yeah. act as a wedding coordinator professionally as well. So I helped people figure out where to put people before. And so I've done some of this. Yeah. And I'm usually an advocate for, like, just let people sit where they want. Yeah. And go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for logistic reasons, actually, sometimes it is really nice to, like, ha- make sure everyone has a seat so no one's, like, clicked up. <laughs> or, like, yeah. they're too much in a click and then they'll never, like, speak to anyone else because yeah. that can happen, too. And, True. Um, or if, you know. Like, in this movie, there's a breakup <laughs> that is yes. very recent. Anna Kendrick's character yeah. was dumped a couple months ago by the... Uh, brother of the bride the the maid of honor best man the man of honor I wouldn't call him honorable but (laughs) oh yeah that is with uh, McDreamy yeah (laughs) um so that conflict comes up in a really fun and interesting way and I think that like that's real yeah (laughs) like that stuff really happens with weddings which are in and of themselves a really weird social event that everyone goes to but everyone has a little bit of a different feeling on how it right. should or shouldn't yeah, happen and that's true that's a whole conversation yes. that could show up as to why we have weddings the way we do um but i really i really enjoyed this movie i liked this a movie. lot i was surprised because it only has like a 30 something rotten tomatoes rating like it's it's real bad and even <sighs> the other ratings like the like user like fan rating is like at a 50 something and I was like the meta score on IMDB is like 32 or it's something real, it's really low but I thought this was a nice little charming movie it was it was charming it was one of those things that like if you were home on a Sunday afternoon with nothing to do and like it was on like you would watch it, it yeah it's a nice little I don't really know what to call I was gonna say romp, but romp? Like, that's not it's a nice little romp that's not the, the word I meant yeah I think that it was nice to see a movie about a wedding that isn't about a like big conflict with the bride and groom yeah and it wasn't about brides being awful to their friends we even didn't see the wedding we didn't like this was all reception the entire thing takes place over the course of a wedding reception which was nice to like compact it yeah it was all that's another way it was like breakfast club was it all happened self-contained yeah in a very like short amount of time like not not real time obviously but like Cl- like close in movie, yeah. As far as movie sense, yeah, as far as like movie timelines yeah. go, it's not like twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jack it's Bauer like, runs in. Here's seventeen years of someone's <laughs> life, either. Jack so. Bauer runs into the reception and it's like the president needs everybody to run away because we have a bomb and I'm Jack Bauer and I have no office and yeah, you need to do what I say and everyone's like. That'd be Dude. real awkward considering you had to take a ferry to get to wherever this <laughs> this wedding took place. I just need to see an episode of 24 where they're just like, he's on the bus <laughs> the whole time. Like, 
<laughs> and like he can't get out of it. <laughs> so That's, speed is what you want. Yeah, I, would, <laughs> I would have never made that connection. You just put a person on a bus they couldn't get off of. Of course it's speed. <laughs> I'm dying. I don't want that. We should probably review speed though. Yeah, we should. I haven't seen it since. There's then. a sequel. Yes, I heard about this. It's I feel like there's a boat involved. I'm not entirely sure. We'll revisit that at some point. <laughs> They're on a roller coaster. <laughs> and they can't throw up. <laughs> no, that doesn't make any sense. No. Anyway, movie plot. No, hold on. Okay. I have another question about okay. that. How? I, now, I've never seen them, so I guess I shouldn't really speak Okay. Either. But when we're talking about... Uh, what are those movies... Where it's like the final thing where like everybody dies. It's called Final Something. And I don't know. You know what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> final Something where everyone dies. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's good. There's a movie where everyone's supposed to die in it or something, or everybody has near death experiences, and they're in an abandoned theme park in one of these movies in this franchise. And. I was just like, how do they not throw up on this scary, yeah, near death, ex- like no roller coaster? So that's my thought. <laughs> if they didn't have people throwing up and only getting beheaded, then it's not an accurate film. Like that's just how I feel about that. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you have those feelings. Um, wedding receptions. Someone did throw up at this wedding, so there. Yes, we had vomit. <laughs> it was amazing. We're not going to give it away because it is currently in theaters and. Like, I don't want to give all of the secrets away. Yeah. All but it did secrets. take, a, like, a turn that I wasn't expecting, considering the trailer. Yes. Like, it took a very interesting... A very serious turn. Yeah. It starts off, like, comical. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is going to be, a, like, a slapsticky comedy of a bunch of people thrown together at a wedding. And then you're like, oh, oh this, this is, is happening. Like real. There's... Like, People are talking about, like, affairs and love and broken relationships yeah. and miscommunications. And there's a teenager who's trying to figure out how to pick maneuver. up a girl. is terrible. How to, how to, <laughs> Go how to like, pick up a girl maybe don't. and, like, no, maybe don't let them know that you have condoms or what. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe don't. Um, yeah, you have all of these different people that all... So why don't we do, like, Come a roundtable of who the characters were, just to give, like... Yes. Just a snippet of who each character is. So we know Anna Kendrick. She's who is... Sassy Anna Kendrick. Yeah. She basically, that's the same character she played a lot, but um, she's the... I want to fault her for it, but I also so want to hang out with her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So her character is, like, the oldest friend. Like, she's been friends with the bride for forever, and she dated the her... That guy... That girl's brother... For two years before they recently broke up. Yes. So we have so. her who has gotten moved from table one to table 19. Bow, bow. The film opens on her RSVPing to this wedding <laughs> in a really lovely way. Yeah. She did a really good job in that like close up scene of her face. Yeah. <laughs> Where she was just like emoting the entire thing. And like, yeah, it was really good. That scene. I want to go on another little tangent. That scene actually brought up an article that I read recently about um, how in so many different stage directions they bring up that, like, like a woman will be talking and it's just, like, she cries or she weeps and that's, mm-hmm. like, a direction that's given yeah. to many female actresses. Yeah. And um, just talking about, like, why is it, like, the cornerstone of like a woman's acting abilities if she can cry mm, or why is that it that is like interesting. female characters like cry at something that could actually be so small and why is yeah. that like is there is it lazy writing to like demand that a woman cry in order to show the emotion instead of yeah. just like showing the emotion and she can actually have a perfectly rational different response other yeah. than crying um so she cried in the first scene, and that brought that up for me, where it actually seemed perfectly appropriate, and yet at the mm-hmm. same time, she didn't lose her mind. She wasn't weeping uncontrollably or yeah. sobbing. It was just, like, the normal tears that would happen when you're up against a really difficult choice, mm-hmm. and you have a lot of conflict going on, and there's a lot of raw feelings that yeah. come up. 
And especially knowing later what happened in the movie. Yeah. To go to think back to that scene and it, like think about how much like it became emotion. even the crying yeah. actually made more sense. It made more by sense the end later. Yeah. Than it ever did in the beginning. You're like, wow, this girl's like got a lot of feels, and yeah. then you're like, oh, oh no, actually, she should have like those feelings make perfect sense. And yeah. We all would. If I was Anna Kendrick, <laughs> I would cry <laughs> too. Because yeah. I'm so happy that I'm Anna Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Um, so the uh, the rest of the people at the table, the we also have a couple who yes. comes together, um, Lisa Kudrow and oh no, I forgot his name. Um, he's, made, he's he's wonderful. I say something Robinson. That might be his character's <laughs> name. Um, no, yeah, it is. It's Craig Robinson. Craig, Craig Robinson. Robinson. Okay. Um, so they're a married couple. Who own a diner in Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> which got such an interesting like reaction from the entire theater because the we of- are in Columbus, Ohio. Yes, it was really <laughs> precious. They said it like it was a bad thing. And of course, everyone mm. in our theater in Columbus, Ohio was just like, yay! <laughs> and then we went back to the movie. <laughs> we were cheering. I thought I had a moment because I think the people within the theater were really like responding to each other's responses, like mm-hmm. literally sitting in the movie theater, like someone sneezed and I heard someone say, thank, like, bless you. <laughs> and I, at one point, like there was a plot twist and I was like, called it. Someone was like, yes, <laughs> like cheered, like clapped yeah. for me. And I had a moment like, are we all going to become friends? <laughs> like, is this movie going to like bring us together? Oh too? my God. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It did not. We all left the movie theater. We all left the movie theater and went our separate ways. Um, but I had a, you know, it was a nice connection it was. that happened there. Um, so they're a married couple and they own a diner in Columbus, Ohio. And they, uh, I, who do they, they know, like, they're connected with, like, the groom's dad or something. Like, dad. Like, he owns a diner. Somewhere and, else. Yeah. yeah. He owns a diner, and so people who all, like, own diners are all sort of connected. Yeah. But they mention there is a table of people from the diner world that all get and sat together. And they're all together. like, hey, why aren't we over there? Yes. So this couple is yeah. like, why aren't we at that table? That would be where our people would be. Yeah. So somehow they're, like shafted off in the corner yeah. also and Stephen Merchant oh Stephen Merchant let's plant here for a moment yeah. or should we circle back to him because well we can talk a little <laughs> bit about him his character was so wonderful it really was <laughs> we're so, like and I love so much that there's so much about each of these characters that we don't actually have any answers to like no. we're not sure why this couple got sat somewhere else yeah and we're not sure why like what is actually up with Walter. Steven's character with Walter we don't really know like he's clearly got well he mentions that he worked at a car dealership and was really good with numbers so yeah. he seems to be one of those kind of people who is like super smart but maybe, like, a little socially awkward. I would say he, like, I think they made it fairly clear that he was, like, on the autistic spectrum. Possibly. Um, and very high-functioning. Yeah. And it was, so his character is played so wonderfully. and so, like, Yeah, like, he's a little, <laughs> just a little awkward, but, like, very sweet and, like, sweet and lovely, and he's trying so hard. Like, you, I mean, they set it up very very clearly in the beginning that he's in some sort of like a halfway house or like some sort of like he's not a free man yeah (laughs) as he and so he goes to this wedding and he attempts to create a different persona for himself but he's just like i am a successful businessman uh i'm a free man and uh, i like reading books as a normal person (laughs) (laughs) and like trying so hard to not let anyone know like what's up with them or where he's from not to embarrass like his family that he's related to who's there yeah and he's really grateful to be like he's super grateful to be there yeah he's grateful to have the invite yeah and like get to know these new people that he's now friends with and (laughs) he's just sort of following them along all day wearing the suit of a beautiful woman yeah, there is a there line. is a funny running joke about how Lisa Kudrow's character is dressed just like the waitstaff <laughs> accidentally, and so at some point she trades jackets with Walter Stephen Richards' character, <laughs> and from then on he just like 
keeps thinking he should be doing the stuff the wait staff is doing. He's because like, they keep ordering him around or yeah, asking and him to he, go somewhere. And they're like, well, they're short-staffed, so I was going to go. <laughs> they're like, and they're like, no, no, honey, you don't have to do that. But he just genuinely wants to help them because they're short-staffed. He's trying so hard. Lovely. Like, wherever he can fit in is where he's willing to fit in. Yeah. And, like, whatever that means, whatever he's yeah. got to do. And it was He was so wonderful. Yeah. And I think... There was a little, and they didn't play him as helpless either. No. Which yeah. I really appreciated. Like, even though the characters were, like, helping him along and, like, working with him. Yeah. And, like, he didn't show up as someone who was, like, helpless. Like, he clearly got there on his own. Yeah. He was going to go home. Like, he well, got back, like. Yeah. At some point. They at one weren't point, babying like, him, which no. I loved. Yeah. At one point, Anna, like, they offer Anna Kendrick some help. And she's, like, they're, like, honey, you, like, you look lost. And she's, like. I don't need help from, like, all the rest of the lost people. Yeah, or people that and, are like, lost in me. Yeah, and it just kind of, like, everyone everyone at that table was a little bit, like, trying uh-huh. to figure out their life. Yeah. Including the nanny. The nanny. Nanny Joe, who was um, the nanny of the bride and had her own, like, kind of tragic backstory. Oh my gosh. About yeah. like how her whole life could at one point she says like her whole life could have changed if she'd gotten to go on this one blind date <laughs> instead of helping the children she was yeah. nannying when she was like she wasn't even on nanny duty and she went to yeah. she went to New York and she was going to like buy something for one of the children and she like went completely out of her way to do this instead of go on this one blind date. She's like, my whole life could have been completely different if I yeah. hadn't done this for someone who was so ungrateful. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, that strikes a chord. Yeah. I think with so many people, where they're like, if I had made one different choice. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody at that table was very clear that they there was a different table that they would have been at if they had made a different choice in their life. Even yeah. Even if they don't, like, I think come we, right we out and say I kind of saw, it. like, which table they should have been at. Yeah. A little bit. Like, there was the table with the groom's nanny. Yeah. Like, there was the table with, like, the Walter's other teenagers. Uncle, the, the teenagers. The, yeah. Like, all of the different tables they should have been at. And instead, mm-hmm. they were all table, stuck at table 19. 19. Speaking of teenagers, we've got one more character. We have our favorite teenager, Tony. Rez- Rezno is his uh, character's name. From <laughs> He introduces himself. He's like, I'm Rezno of House Eckberg. <laughs> and I about died laughing at that. It was beautiful. This kid is super awkward, and he literally falls off of at least three different chairs in this movie. <laughs> yeah. At least three. Like, I see myself in him most. <laughs> he's here at this wedding. How did he? He's his, somebody's kid. His his parents got invited. And his mom was like, oh, you're going to junior prom later tonight. You should go to this wedding first because you'll have better luck picking up girls there. <laughs> so he so has she his... sends him alone to this wedding and he's yeah. a 17-year-old. <laughs> I don't know how he got there unattended. and I don't, I don't know. So he's junior prom, so he's like, what, 16, yeah. 17 yeah. max. And he's super, like, wonderful and awkward and trying so hard to like be a different version of himself like like a cooler version of himself and yet he yeah. can't like shake who he actually is which yeah. is really intense and very like intense and just like not irreverent really but like he's just like direct and he's to yeah. the point and he he doesn't like beat around the bush with people at yeah. all and it was he's super fun to watch everyone interact with and like I'm sure he had a ball playing with that character yeah um you could tell that all of these actors really like there was a lot of chemistry happening within yeah. the troupe troupe <laughs> yeah that's a good word for I them i think the troupe the cohort yeah <laughs> at his table 19 yeah um yeah like you could tell the actors had a fun time together and that there was like chemistry going on even like there was so much chemistry even in them first meeting each other and being so awkward around each mm-hmm. other. Like, even that played it, so and it, well. It felt very true to, like, so what do you do? Like, let's go around <laughs> the table. How do you know the bride? Uh, and, like, trying to figure out, like, who does what. And yeah. then also trying to figure out what's my social standing in this situation. Yeah. So that you can maybe feel better or worse about yourself. Or just be your own self-fulfilling prophecy about, like, okay, 
I am, in fact, at the table that I think I'm at. Yeah. And why was I placed here? And all of those questions that show up all of the time, but especially sitting at a wedding yeah. for whatever dumb reason. <laughs> That's how it goes. So you have, so we have all this, like, really wonderful little, like, troop of people, and they all have, they're all there for different reasons, and they have a different perspective on a shared experience Mm -hmm. which was really I I thought it was cool um and we want to I mean the movie if we want to talk about like the movie as like a film critic standpoint like it was a bunch of pieces of movies that felt very different that were all sort of glued together by a little bit of tragedy and a little bit of like yeah I mean because you're getting all the different stories and they're all coming from literally different places yeah, so I mean, as like I totally see how it isn't getting great ratings in that yeah. sense. I mean, it's not gonna be the next like, but as like a story, big like movie, a, but as a relatable like jumble of snapshots yeah. of humans' lives and very different coming from very different places and doing very different things within a shared experience, mm-hmm. like like I the think Breakfast it, Club. Yeah, I think it like it opens up beautiful conversations about experiences and perspective, and I think it's mm-hmm. really lovely and fun, and it's charming, and we giggled a lot. Yeah. And, um, so it's the kind of movie that I would say like, like go see it, go see it with a friend. Yeah. It's not, I wouldn't say date movie. No, but it's something that like you could probably see with your mom if you have a cool mom. Yeah, you know, you cool or like um, take your sister to it. Yeah, you know, those kind it's of. It's that kind of like I just like, want to like go hang out with my yeah. pal. Um, don't take your ex best friend because no. that would uh... <laughs> be awkward. I wouldn't go with someone that you maybe have some tension with. <laughs> yeah. It's not the movie where you're like, I wonder if we can like solve our relationship struggles by spending time together. Like, nope, nope, not nope, here. That's not this that's movie. Not this movie. That no. is not this movie. Um, so I mean, I it sucks that I get why it's getting bad reviews, and yet it's the kind of movie like well, I would probably. I would pull it out of, like, a 5 or $10 bin and be very happy. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to go get it on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> no. You don't but I mean, I, it's the kind part. of movie that I would watch. Like, I would watch it on a plane or I'd watch it while I'm traveling. Yeah. Or I'd watch it. It's like yeah. a vacation movie where you, like, want to pass the time. Yeah. And enjoy something. And I like it mm-hmm. for that. And what I, was, I mentioned offline that if you take, like, all of them, like, the movie does actually hop around, and it feels like you're watching a lot of different movies all in one. Like, a lot of different short films mm. is kind of what it felt like. But if you take each of those, like, moments and situations that they're in, and you just take that, like, little capsule for what it is, mm-hmm. all of those feel very real, and there's a lot of heart in it. Yeah. And it's, That's like, true. quippy and precious and... It, like, it hurts a little bit. I mean, there were moments where, like, my jaw dropped yeah. with how real some of the conversations yeah. got. Where I was like, oh, my gosh. I felt anxious. Yeah. And one scene, bridesmaid to bridesmaid is when I get really anxious. Whenever well, girls fight, I get yeah, anxious. That was... <laughs> like, no! <laughs> there was, like, that one bridesmaid who kept, like, swishing her hair and turning the other way. and Nikki. <laughs> we don't need to talk about her. But, no. I mean, she was... Well, she served her purpose. Yeah. As far as the script goes. And I will say there is this one moment where they step into this sort of like big romantic gesture Mm -hmm. and it played so real. Yeah, it did. (laughs) Like it's, it takes it. I was so happy (laughs) with how, uh, like, of course, without like, ruining anything they take that classic moment where someone's like trying to profess their feelings for another human being and you think like of course they're gonna run and get back together and this is what it's gonna be like it's the like as what somebody that i know describes it it's the like running through the airport scene yes Mm -hmm. it's that kind of feeling and they just like destroy it yep and they're like (laughs) and they're like actually it would totally play out like they can't hear you because they're too far away (laughs) or like someone else is yelling and they can't hear over that and like you're not really you're not actually saying the things you want to say right you're not because it's playing mo- anything out yeah. and 
you're out of breath and you're trying so hard to say your feelings and like it's not coming out and mm-hmm. like it's perfect. It played so. I mean, if you were to if that were to happen in real life, I absolutely believe that's what yeah. that would look like. That like there were so many things in the way and you didn't get to the end and be and it didn't feel funny, but it felt like authentic enough. Right. Yeah. I see. Well, I mean, so the ending I thought was kind of nice too. Like, I feel like I keep bringing up The Breakfast Club, but it just reminded me so much of it, because at, like, they have that, like, let's all dance together scene, and, like, feel yeah. good about ourselves, and, like, we're all friends now, and, like, we all, because they really had that whole, um, because the, you oh, remember yeah. that scene in The Breakfast Club where they all sit around and, um, like, confess, like, why they're really in detention? Yeah. And they yeah, kind yeah. of had that. Yeah. A little bit, like... I mean, there was that elevator scene where Walter literally was like, I have a confession. But, <laughs> but, like, everyone kind of tells, like, why they really came to this wedding. Not just, like, oh, I'm here to support the bride or groom. Like, they tell you, like, why they actually came to the wedding. Yeah. Like, and then what was my reason to be here? After that, they all, like, bond together and, like, celebrate because they've all, like, become friends. Yeah. And then there's 80s music, and they <laughs> and dance to 80s music. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope it was intentional to kind of have that, like, 80s vibe. I feel like there was bit. enough of that. Like, it wasn't, like, cast. a straight call-out, but, like. Yeah. I feel like this team is, like, bright enough to know what they yeah. were up to. I mean, because there's, like, the young, nerdy guy character, and there's, like, the... The girl who was on the pop, like, Anna Kendrick's character was yeah. on the in crowd. She was popular. She was the maid of honor, yeah. like, at one point. I feel and like definitely, like, Walter is the Ally Sheedy of that movie. <laughs> 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 like, if that was a thing. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then there's, like, the couple and, like, but anyway, we don't need to go into complete analogy, but I just kept thinking of that because... Especially at the yeah. end when they're dancing to, like, I melt with you. And you're like, this is so <laughs> 80s right now. It was beautiful. I mean, I think they, yeah, it was very, um, uh, it was a plaid movie, as it your was. father might say. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think we've just discussed plaid movies yet. I should Wesley, describe. please tell us all about what so, plaid movies are. All right, so one day, What's once upon a time? time, I was at home with my parents watching TV. My dad and I are in the living room, and he, uh, this is how long ago this was, a commercial for The Mummy, one of The Mummy sequels came out, <laughs> and it's one of the ones that had, like, the scarabs running around all creepily, and my dad was like, ugh, I can't, that's too scary for me, and I was <laughs> the like, the mummy's too scary, okay. it's Brendan like, Fraser and his worst, <laughs> I, know, I know, he's like, ugh, too scary, I, I can't watch those kind of movies, I only like plaid movies, and I was like, hold, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> and I like surreptitiously got out a piece of paper. I was like, so father, Dave, what father. do you mean by a plaid movie? <laughs> and he was like, well, you know, and he does this hand gesture, like where he's like intertwining his fingers, you know, and he's like, it's when everything, like everything all comes together. Like at it's the plaid end. and everything comes together at the end and oh. it all just works out. And I was like, like plaid and like plaid. <laughs> And I was like, okay, so give me an example of a plaid movie. <laughs> and he sits and thinks for a minute. And he goes, Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> and I was like, got it. Clear. So what he, Dad to him, loves him some Meg Ryan movies. Oh, he does. So to him, the perfect <laughs> kind of movie is one where everything resolves at the end and there's like a happily ever after. Yeah. And it's just plaid. It's plaid. Because it all works out. It's real plaid. And this was very plaid. plaid. Yeah, this was a really nice plaid movie. This was in the, like... There's plenty that doesn't necessarily get resolved, and there's a lot of, like, questions that you have, and yet at the same time, none of the questions are so big that you're like, but I need to know! Yeah, Yeah, exactly. There is one question that I have. This is my, like, last question about the film, though. What was the experience of the photographer at this wedding <laughs> because they showed this character a couple times and I was immediately super into like what they would do with this character. Yeah. 
because he every photo you saw him take, he was just shaking his head. Just like, like, hey oh, guys. this You're is like, gonna Whoa. be. The photographer was like, "This is gonna be awful." Like he was just like, "What is going on with all of the people at this wedding?" And that like every photo he took, he was just like, "Oh god, oh no!" Like this was not. This is not the thing. And I was just like, this photographer had to have had the most, actually probably the most interesting experience at the wedding, aside from the people at Table 19, <laughs> because he got to get, as a photographer, you get all of the little snapshots yeah, you do. of little tiny bits, and you pick up on so much. They touched on that a little bit with, there was a boy at the front desk. Who oh, like, yeah. He was like, oh, I heard someone was fighting at this other wedding. Oh, so which they, makes sense So they later, pick yeah. up little mm-hmm. tiny bits of things. Yeah. And I was just like, I was watching this photographer character take these photos and was like, this is going to come back in a big way. And then it yeah. was, and it was great. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this guy. I loved what they did with him. It was very subtle mm-hmm. and really simple. And it's the kind of thing you wouldn't notice if you weren't looking at yeah. it. But I I was watching the photographer run around the wedding whenever he was in a shot. I was like, what is he doing? And what are his responses to what he's doing? Because yeah. he knows this isn't going to turn out well. Yeah. Like, whatever is happening at this wedding, it's not going to be good. Right. So that was my one, like, hmm, I want to sit down with the photographer. Yeah. And ask him some questions. I did. There was a. I also wanted to know who like Mr. Manny was or whoever, like the guy in charge of the catering staff right? that no one could ever find and wanted to report everyone to. That I was, was like, wonderful. Guys, it, like the character didn't exist, but he was in the credits. Oh, was he? Maybe and that he was, was the there, thing. and we just didn't see him. So he. So I found. So I actually I did a little digging while. Uh, I did a little digging and I found out that like actually we do see his character, but we don't. See you don't know character is named as Mr. Manny, but the wait staff just is like, should I tell Mr. Manny? Do you want me to get Mr. Manny? And we actually see Mr. Manny uh, walking down the hallway at one point. I figured it out. I was like, oh, that's oh. the guy. Okay. <laughs> it was a little bit of detective work. Gotcha. Which is also a tie-in to the movie. Oh, yeah. There were some funny tips about detective work. Because <laughs> they're all trying to figure each other out. Mm-hmm. and uh, They do a pretty good job of it, too. Yeah. Most of them at figuring out astute. what the other people were doing. Astute. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, in closing, like, wrapping up talking about this movie, like, I say, yeah, definitely go see it. I thought it was really, I thought it was really fun. It was sweet. It was lovely. Yeah. It hurt a little bit. Yeah. I, I wasn't it, expecting it to get as emotional as it did. Yeah. But it did, and it, but not in a, like, sappy way, in a really, yeah. like you said, authentic way. Yeah. I think that even if the movie in and of itself as a film doesn't like hold up to critics' standards, I would say that what it moves through mm-hmm. sparks enough conversations amongst people and like able to like share about different kinds of experiences or mm-hmm. because I mean I watched this movie and I it brought back so many memories of so many different weddings I'd been in or interactions I'd had mm-hmm. with people in weddings that maybe I wasn't invited to or yeah. I got an invite and I went and I wasn't really sure why I was there. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think it it sparks enough conversations amongst people about the things that kind of hurt that you don't really want other people to know about. Mm-hmm. But then it's like sharing those that actually like it brings people, it's plaid. It brings the plaid. Yeah. It makes plaid happen. It makes plaid happen. <laughs> yes, it does. I like that. Yeah, but I liked it. Like, I wanted really badly to, like, make fun of it in some ways. I was like, I wonder if I'll, this will be funny. But it was just, like, sweet and touching, and mm-hmm. I I liked it. I would watch it again. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, go see this. Go see this movie. It's pretty fun. Yeah. You liked it. Not, not bad. It's plaid. <laughs> We're just gonna keep making plaid puns from now on. Plaid, plaid, <laughs> But yeah, no, it's good. I yeah. mean, I'm sure my dad would like it. So yeah, how many uh, how many Channing Tatum's do we do in this movie? Uh, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we've ever actually seriously rated something with Channing no, Tatum. No, we haven't, or we haven't really talked about what that means. No, I would give it. I would give it... Well, rate it on... 5.7 Tatum's. Okay. <laughs> on a sliding Tatum scale. Oh, no. I'd give it a good Channing. 
doesn't make any sense. Uh, um, yeah, that's what we got. So yeah, if you need a good Sunday afternoon movie like we did, go see this movie. <laughs> yeah, Table 19. Highly recommend it. It's probably showing at a theater near you. Uh, I don't know for how long, because it just came out. I yeah, I think it just opened this weekend. Oh, cool. Well, look at us, how fancy we are. I know. Um, yeah, so check it out, and should I talk about our social media outlets? Yes, Is that what we're doing please. now? Okay, great. Well, if you found any of this remotely tantalizing, mm-hmm. you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at viewingpartypod. Yes, without the A, because the A was taken. Party has no A in it. We gotta find a. I think that that's the snappiest way we could say that. Viewing party pod, party spelled without an A, and uh, you can also email us at mm-hmm. viewingpartypod at gmail dot com. Yep, that is all spelled normally. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you have ideas for movies that you want us to watch, or comments, or you want to uh, make fun of me, go for it. I can take it. I'm a big girl. <laughs> I'm a I'm potty trained. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> I'm a big girl now. Um, so yeah, so this has been viewing party. Yeah. You can join us next time when we watch something totally different and talk, talk about, about other something. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> talk about something else. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. We I got to figure out how to close a podcast better than I than I do. Mm. Maybe I should practice. Maybe I should sing. Hold on, I think I have to sing. Okay. Well, maybe don't. Dancing doesn't translate to audio. <laughs> Katie is dancing. I can attest to that. You can't see it. But there was some dancing happening. I forgot my tap shoes. <laughs> After La La Land, I bought some tap shoes. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. <laughs> thanks for listening to Viewing yeah, Party. Viewing party. Bye. Bye. <laughs>